Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. So today's uh, message title is Unshakable Joy. Unshakable Joy. How many times have you truly longed to feel joy? It's simple, just joy. How many of you know that it's easy to sometimes actually go through seasons where it almost feels like joy has been snuffed out by the worries, challenges, and frustrations of life? We can feel so overburdened sometimes that before we know it, our joy is lost. Like we might be smiling. Yes, we enjoy special moments. We're happy, but joy seems to be slipping away. You know, joy is something in my opinion, that is almost this tangible feeling. It's a feeling that you have no matter the circumstances you're facing. And I truly believe that this kind of joy is from the very hands of God. He is the joy maker, the joy giver. And he truly longs for his children to go through life, living each day full of joy. It saddens his heart when his children feel discontent, unhappy, disgruntled. I don't believe that he's mad at us when we feel that way. No, it almost, it's, it's just that his heart is like, I want more for you. I don't want you to feel this way, but rather I want you to feel my joy. And granted, know this, that I know that there are circumstances in life that we face that almost feel impossible to even want to feel joy. And I get it, such as losses, tragedies, storms of life. Joy isn't our first concern when we're going through a major storm in our life. But I will say that God does give joy in every season. This joy gives us strength to persevere through the highs in the lows of life. And recently I've been praying almost daily recently for God to restore my joy. Don't get me wrong. I, I am happy and I enjoy my life. Granted, like the ups and downs. Yes. I'm not saying things are perfect, but I could say if someone asked me, are you happy? Yes, I'm happy. I enjoy my life. Do I have ups and downs on a daily basis? Heck yeah. Right. But I know that there is a joy that almost bubbles over within that I have felt many times in my journey with God. It's a joy that feels tangible and it's unshakable. And I realize if I can be transparent that over the past couple of years that I started to struggle with anxiety about two years ago and postpartum anxiety, I'm telling you after that third baby, it was like night and day. I don't know what happened, right? I feel like since then, that joy was almost stripped away from me for a while. I could smile, be happy, enjoy moments, but it was like this deep joy that I have felt before that comes from God, that feels tangible, was almost stripped away because of the things I was feeling, the things I was going through, the darkness that I felt in times. But recently, I've been asking God, to restore it. I've been boldly saying, God, you know what? I'm ready for you to restore my joy. I've been waiting to feel it again. I've been hoping and truly longing for this joy that breaks through difficult 
uh, circumstances to still fill me. That that is true joy from God. And I feel like God has been granting me that joy again. Even this past week, I've just been like, huh, I've been praying for a couple weeks specifically. Like when there's something I feel heavy to pray about, I almost will begin to pray for it. Um, just, uh, what's the word consistently, just fervently, not like I'm just like going hard in a room, just going in circles, praying, but like in my head, in my heart, whenever I have prayer time, I'm praying for this thing that I'm really, truly believing for. And I've been praying, God restore this joy, restore that, that tangible spiritual joy that is unshakable. And I began to feel it again. I've been waking up. Do I have even last week I had my hard days, but I've been feeling this joy that's almost hard to explain, but all I know is it's from God. It's unshakable and it almost bubbles over within you. And after, after, uh, like I said, recently, I know that God wants nothing more than to do that for us. And I believe that today that God wants to do the same for you. He wants to reach through your circumstances and restore the joy that the enemy has tried to steal from you. Enough is enough, okay? Even when the world is caving in around us, because it kind of is, when chaos is crazy, our house is a mess, things are not going the way that we hoped, God's joy can still fill your heart and put a smile on your face. Knowing that God's just got you. I truly believe that this comes from having such a deep, confidence and trust that God's got your world in his hands and you can still have joy in the midst. And so is this something that you've been longing for and maybe even praying for lately? If so, I really believe that God has heard your heart's desire and he's going to answer your prayers. And Nehemiah 8, 10, it says, and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy isn't just this pretty word that sounds fun and you're just smiling away. Joy is something deeper and even greater than that. It is your strength that comes from the Lord. And so today we're going to talk about three topics. The first one is hopeful expectation. The second one is God answers. And the last one is steps toward joy. And so let's go into hopeful expectation. So how many times have you almost given up? on getting your hopes up. That phrase can almost cringe some of some of you today, like getting your hopes up. Oh, come on. You know, maybe it's because each time you have in the past, almost every time, maybe your hopes got crushed in some way. But today I believe that it is time to get your hopes up again. It's time to find your hopeful expectation again. Dig deep within your heart. And I want you to ask yourself, what am I hoping for in this season of my life? Are you hoping for God to restore maybe the spark to your marriage, to heal your body, to give your kids favor and all that they do to help you succeed in your business, career, passions, to get fit and healthy, to find a closer connection with God, to find a healthy church community, to fix the problems within your family? I don't know, but what is it for you? And now I want you to imagine these hopes and I want you to pretend you're grabbing them. You're holding them. And I want you to dust off the discouragement and the doubt 
that has laid a heavy layer over them. It's almost hard to see these hopes when they're clouded and surrounded by the dust of discouragement and doubt. One second, guys. Okay, so dust it off, like I said, right? Dust off the discouragement and the doubt. Raise these hopes up to God and get your hopes up again. Release them into his hands and expect them to come through for you in his way, in his timing, and in his, his perfect plan. The enemy has really tried to put you through situations in an effort to cause you to stay in a place of discouragement and doubt. He wants to steal your joy and ultimately diminish your hopeful expectation. If you don't believe God for anything, what can you expect? If we have allowed doubt and discouragement to just fill these, these hopes and surround these hopes to where we can no longer see them, but just see doubt and discouragement, how can we expect God to move? <clears throat> God wants to remind you today to stop listening to the enemy's voice and all the reasons why you shouldn't hope for joy, for restoration, for healing, success, etc. Instead, God wants to remind you that he is able. And I want you to say it to yourself. He is able. And I want you to fill in the blank. What is God able to do for you? Of course, within biblical context, but God, it says that God has good plans for you. So God is able to do what blank. God is able to restore my marriage. God is able to, to cause me to conceive a child. God is able to heal my body. God is able to, uh, restore my family. God is able to what? You may still have doubt swirling around in your head. And you know what? That's okay because it's normal, but you can still have hope. You can declare and believe in God's goodness, faithfulness, and power in your life. And I want to remind you and even encourage you, don't give the devil another day, another dream, and another hopeful expectation. He's a loser. Okay. He loses. He's dumb. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a loser. Okay. Give God your hopeful expectation. God is going to restore your joy and so much more. And so I'm going to share three verses on this point in Romans 15, 13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, what a powerful verse. The source of hope will fill you completely with joy. Don't you want to just be filled in every way, completely with joy and peace? And why? Because you trust in him. And then you'll overflow with confident hope to the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 6, 9 says, let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We, we will, we will reap a harvest of blessing. If we don't give up, don't give up on praying, on hoping, on believing because you will reap the blessing, but just don't give up. And the last one is Psalms 51, 12, restore to me, God, the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Pray that pray this verse, God, restore to me, the joy of your salvation. God's got you. And I truly believe that is what he's doing today. 
And the second point, let's move on to our second point. And that is God answers. God answers. You know, one thing I've learned in my journey with Christ the past 15 years is I've, I gave my life to Christ in 2008 and I cannot believe, um, it's been that long or at least in my, like how I feel like, wow, I feel like I just found Jesus a couple of years ago and it's been 15 years and I have so much more to learn. But one thing that I've learned during this time is simple is that God answers prayers. Like he really does. And I'm sure all of you right now can think of moments in prayers that he has answered. None of us can deny that he answers prayers. He really, really does. But here's the thing that we truly have to understand is that God sees the bigger picture. God, he's the one who's making a way. His timing and his way is actually the best way. And we may not always understand just why he doesn't answer all of them right away when he could. You know what? God can do whatever he wants. But I know that in the waiting, it can be frustrating and it can even cause you to doubt. It can cause you to doubt. Does he hear me? Is he even working in this? But please let me remind you that he is. I have seen God answer my prayers quickly. And I've also seen God answer my prayers years later. And there are still prayers that I'm waiting on. But now at this point in my journey, I know that God is working. And I know that he will come through. And today I believe that he's answering many of your prayers, including the prayer to experience his tangible joy. And I strongly believe that you're about to enter a season of restored joy. And I say that confidently because when I prepare these uh, messages, it's not just me looking through a Joy Smire book, like, Ooh, what should I share with them today? I pray and I ask God, God, first speak to me. And God was speaking this to me. Second, God, tell me what these women are longing to hear from you. What do these women need to hear from you? And I ask them to speak so clearly because I don't want to just give you random stuff. I want to be able to share what God wants to speak to you. And so I'm confident and I truly believe that not only is God restoring my joy, but I believe that God ordained everyone to be in this group tonight to be encouraged that he is restoring your joy. God is dusting off the remnants of the past pain, hurt, discouragement, and disappointments, and so much more that you have experienced. And he's bringing you into a season of joy. I believe that as we begin to understand and truly believe that God will answer our prayers, it allows us to be put at ease as we trust in And in turn, we almost feel his joy fill us. And you know what? You might be thinking, dude, I'm still waiting for us to be financially stable finally, but hey, God's answering our prayers and I can still be joyful. Or you might be saying, you know what? I know this season of motherhood is so overwhelming, but I trust that God is helping me every day and I'm just going to find strength in his joy. Or I know I've been waiting for so long for God to come through for us, to grow our family, but I know that somehow, some way he's got this. So I will embrace his joy in your waiting. There is joy to be found because God answers. And I'm telling you, just wait and see. And I'll share these two uh, verses on this point. Psalms 41 through three, it says, 
I waited patiently for the Lord. I mean, that word patiently almost cringes you sometimes. I know I've been in seasons like that, but listen, it says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair and out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see that he has what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. I mean, this verse is so beautiful. Waiting patiently. He hears you. He sets your feet on solid ground. He gives you a new song to sing and many around you will see what God has done in your life. And they too will believe. And in Romans 8, 24 through 25, it says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They were, will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And then, it, uh, sorry, that was Isaiah 40, 31. What just, okay, sorry. That was Isaiah 40, 31. The first one that was no Psalms 40. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. I use a new template today on, um, instead of my Apple notes, I use something else. So it got like copy and pasted weird. And the last verse is this one is Romans 8, 24 through 25. And it says, for in this hope, we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we will wait for it with patience. And what that's saying is, hey, sometimes you're waiting for the things that you hope for and you may not see it now, but one day you will see. Keep hoping, keep believing, even in your waiting, because God answers prayers. And I truly believe that as you truly have confidently in your heart that God will come through. God answers prayers. You almost feel released to be able to live out your life in joy and experience that joy. And then our last point, that is steps towards joy, steps towards joy. Now God is able to simply pour out his joy on us in a supernatural way. <clears throat> he truly can. It's ours to access through his spirit. He already gave it to us as he died on the cross to replace our sin and death with joy, peace, and so much more. But I do believe that there are some very practical ways that prepare you and I to receive this joy too. There are steps that we should be encouraged to take. We have a part to play in experiencing this unshakable joy. And I will share just a couple that have helped me to cultivate this joy that might help you as well. There might be other ways that God leads you to, to take practical steps, but these are what works for me. And this first one might be obvious, but it honestly is so important. And that is number one, stay connected to God on a daily basis. I know this and say this all the time, but as busy mothers, I know that it's hard sometimes to make time for Jesus <clears throat> when we're up all night, up all day, doing so many things, but there's definitely time for Jesus in our, any season that we're in. And I have found that to be true. And here's the truth. We make time for what we feel like is important. We will make time for the things that we see as important. And I'm telling you is that true joy is found 
in Jesus, not apart from him. So worship, even when you don't feel like put worship music on, when you're washing dishes, get into the word and make it a priority. You know, I can't encourage this enough to get into the word. I, I, I just wish that everyone understood how powerful it is to get into the word of God. There's Bible plans that you can follow on an app that literally say, Hey, every day, this is what you can read 15 minutes of your day. And I'm telling you just 15 minutes of your day, you feel the spirit of God. You feel alive. You feel the word fill you up. When I first gave my life to Christ a couple years in, um, I made this personal commitment within myself and it was actually through a preaching at the church I was going to back then. And they encouraged everyone and even challenged everyone and said, who will take this challenge with me? And I felt a little nervous, but I said, you know what? I'm doing it. And he said, who will commit to read the Bible every single day for at least five minutes a day? And I remember thinking like, okay, I don't want to like, um, not mess up, but I do want to do this. And he began to teach on just in the same way we feed our body. Do we just go like, Oh, I don't really feel like eating today. Maybe tomorrow, you know, we feed our body because we need it for energy. We need it to, to go. We need it to move. We need it to, we need to feed our body to have the energy we need to do life in the same way. Our spirit is literally completely 100% real. And what we feed our spirit matters. And if we want this Holy Spirit within us to grow strong and filled with faith and encouraged and full of joy, we have to feed it too. And so how much more would it be um, important to feed it even on a daily basis? And I'm telling you, that's probably like 12 years ago in my faith, I made that commitment. And ever since then, I have read, I'm saying this, and I'm not saying I read the Bible every day, but I have made it a point, even when I'm dozing off, I'm like, I got to read the Bible. And there's been seasons like, oh, I just got to read it because I made this commitment to God, but I never regret it. And I will be completely honest and transparent. There's been a couple of times within um, my journey that I was like, oh my gosh, I woke up the next morning. I was like, I don't know what happened, but I forgot to read my Bible. But does God condemn us? No, God knows our hearts. But my point is, as I encourage you, and I'm telling you from my own experience that reading the Bible, even on a daily basis for five minutes is a game changer. You are feeding your spirit and cultivating that joy within you. And true joy is found in Jesus and not apart from him. Step two, practice gratitude daily. Whether you have a journal and you want to write it down or just speak it out loud or think upon the things that you are truly grateful for every day. But this literally changes the course of your thinking and leads you closer to places of joy, despite your circumstances. And this is actually scientifically proven. If you listen to Dr. Caroline Lee, she's amazing. She has amazing podcasts. She even has a podcast about how gratitude, speaking it, writing it, thinking about it daily, it literally changes your brain chemistry, the chemicals that you release to literally produce these happy hormones, these happy chemicals within you. And that they did studies on people who did and didn't. And it really helped them to fight even depression and these things. And it's just so powerful yet so simple. uh, Number three, get outside. There is something about being outside the sun, nature that always grounds us and brings us joy. And I have found for myself, like I'm, I'm usually in and out picking up my kids from school, this and that. And it's not like I get outside, outside every day, 
But I'm telling you, especially on the hard days, when I step outside, go on a walk, get out, smell the air. Literally, I always, I always like think to myself, like, what is it about this? That makes me feel a little bit better. It makes me feel a little bit more joyful and hopeful in this moment. Does it fix everything? No, but in my opinion, is it by chance or is it in fact God's design? Did God create, he knows what he was doing when he created us and the world and nature. And there's something about getting outside. And again, many doctors, many psychologists, many even fitness people have shared that there's so much power in grounding and getting outside and being in nature and being in the sun that does so much more for us spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. So get yourself out. And the next one is find things that bring you joy and make time for them. Is it cooking, writing, journaling, hanging out with friends, working out, painting, dancing? What is some simple practical things that bring you joy? Of course, we all want to say Jesus, going to church, all that. Yes. But what are some practical things that God has given you the desire to do? Invest in yourself and allow the things that bring you joy to be a priority. And this helps you enjoy your life just a little bit more. And the last one is be intentional with your kids and have goals to make special little moments with them every day. And of course, this is mommy with Jesus. So not every message is so about 10 steps about being a great mom, but there's other things that really matter to our hearts as women, as mothers. But at the end of the day, we know that we want to have joy. And we want to be this joyful mother for our children. And I have found that in the midst of work, in the midst of busyness and the to-do's, to-do lists and dinner and cleaning, it's so overwhelming. But I have found that the moments in the days where I say, you know what, I know I got a billion things to do, but I'm going to stop for a moment. I'm going to stop the to-do list in my head. I'm going to sit here like, hey, do you want to play? Hey, do you want to read a book? Hey, let's play Barbie together. Let's do this together. And in those moments, being spontaneous, having a dance party, even in the midst of them throwing fits. You know, sometimes they like going crazy. I'm like, you know what? What are we going to do right here? Put on some Selena, say, let's just dance it out. And we all have a great time. They forget for a moment what they're mad about. And it just helps you to feel content at the end of the day as you reflect and realize, yeah, I may have had frustrating moments with my kids, but I can rest assured that I enjoyed even that small, special moment with them too. And I'm sure that there are other steps that might, you might take that works best for you, but take these steps seriously. You deserve to experience the amazing joy that comes from God. And I really believe that he's ready to pour this joy out on you, but are you ready to receive it? And I'm going to share a couple of verses as we end. And Psalms 45, seven, it says, you love justice and hate evil. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. God wants to pour out the oil of joy on you. In Galatians 5, 22 through 23, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And there is no law against these things. The spirit of God produces it within you. And as we end the first steps to experience the joy that Jesus gives is by first making the decision 
to allow him fully into your heart, to ask him to be your Lord and your savior. And most of us have tried other things to bring us joy. We've tried other vices, other people, other substances, but once you taste the joy that only Jesus Christ can give, you truly will have to look no further. And it makes me think of this last verse that I'll end on. And it's actually a story about the Samaritan woman. I encourage you to go read the whole thing. I just took one scripture out of it. John 4, 13 through 14 is the last scripture I sent, but it's about this woman who was searching all her life for fulfillment, was searching for the Messiah, was searching for something to fill her. She had multiple husbands, multiple um, toxic relationships. And one day she stumbled upon Jesus and didn't even realize it was him. The very thing she was looking for. And they have this conversation. And at this point in the story, it says, Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And so he was ministering to her, encouraging her and saying, look, girl, you've been looking everywhere else. You've been going to toxic relationships, other vices, other things. But all along, you were looking for me. Stop drinking this, this cup of water that ends you, uh, you end up feeling thirsty again but come drink the water that I give. Jesus says what you are looking for, this joy that you are longing for is in me and only me. And I love how it says at the end, the water is welling up. And I literally feel that verse because when I think of his joy, the times I've experienced that true joy, I feel it welling up within myself. And I always know that that is the joy that comes from him. So if you feel that on your heart today, like, you know what I've been looking for in other places, I'm still thirsty. I'm still longing. And I just, I'm ready to say, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm ready to say, Jesus, you're the one I was looking for. And you're right here in front of my face. If that is you before we, end, I want you to say this prayer with me. If you want to just make this, this moment to say, Jesus, I'm all in pray this prayer with me. And if you've already prayed this prayer and made this decision, pray it with us. If you can, unless your kids are screaming, just pray it in your head and your heart, but pray this with me, God, I've looked everywhere else. And I realize that it's you, Jesus, that I need. It's you, Jesus, that I want. I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and my savior today. Would you take hold of my life? I fully surrender to you. I ask you, God, to just fill me with this overwhelming joy. I want to drink of your water, Jesus, and I will never be thirsty again. You are all that I need. Forgive me of all of my sins and make me new. And I want to live my life with you and for you. And God, fill me with this joy. I need it. I'm longing for it. And I know that it comes from you and I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.